and welcome to the Sick Folks of Cinema podcast, episode like 19-ish. We're getting up there. We're going for it. Uh, joining you today, I am presenting this episode as your host. My name is Heather Rogue, occasionally when I'm performing comedy. Um, also on the on the in the in the lineup, also your co-hosts, the people who are also always here. We got Stefan Bowman. Ew. He's a person who enjoys horror movies. He has a very large collection of them. So he's kind of a collector of sorts. Uh, you, should my, you should see my basement. No. Okay, <laughs> maybe the bad kind too. We're not sure, really. Honestly. <laughs> um, we also have the person you hear laughing is Tina. Uh, we bring her on specifically so that she can laugh. Um, yes. And also That's for her opinion. great, great horror take. And you know, oh, just to you. balance out the energy because I'm a little dark, and we need you know equal parts light. You know, um, <laughs> glad last, I can bring the balance. Last and most definitely least, we have Keith Graber. Um, what's what do you say about Keith Graber that does doesn't feel excessive? Just by looking. <laughs> it says it already. <laughs> it's already been said. <laughs> also a person, um, second funniest person on this podcast after me. Uh, <laughs> this is the festival? This is another festival? <laughs> um, did, did you hear about that festival? I'm seeing some things on Displaced Comedians. Oh, Apparently. I've heard some things. I've definitely heard some things. I've seen I don't know things, we, man. Should we trash talk <laughs> it live on the air and just completely ruin any relationship we might have with people who put it on? I don't know. They trash talking. They trash talked it at the show, so I think all the trash talking's already done. Okay, I don't know. I I wasn't there. I didn't <laughs> sign up for it. I didn't. I just don't do festivals on the internet right now because they cost money to enter it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm scraping by. I'm waiting for those fourteen hundred dollars. Like checking my bank account like when it when's it coming biden isn't it supposed to be this week it's supposed to it's hit supposed this to weekend oh snap i should probably 600 check 600 more dollars on top of that but i'm letting it slide for now just give me my 1400 we'll talk about i spent those. my 1400 on this ninja costume I'm, it's a pop collar ninja costume oh bro oh, <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i spent it wisely Oh, 100%. Yeah. You look like a racist vampire. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I want to suck your blood if it's white, pure blood. <laughs> Wait, don't don't, don't make a clip of that. <laughs> oh, Lord. Sound bites everywhere. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, Stefan, let's get you out of the way. What have you been watching? Uh, I just finished the uh, yes, thank you. That's very nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I finished the uh, Prodigal Son uh, season one. Uh, gonna try to start season two soon. It took me roughly about maybe a little over two weeks to finish season one because it's long, man. You're talking like what 20, 22 episodes or something crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, because you know, regular TV. So, uh, The Walking Dead season 10. Uh, I don't know what they're calling this. These extra extra episodes. Uh, finish that. Uh, obviously, wax work and then uh, YouTube stuff. That was about it. Not as much as I can normally pack in, but that's that's quite a lot for me. So yeah, it's only like six hours or something. That's nothing. That's right. That's a lot that's right. of TV there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Stina. Um. Let's see. This week. Uh, you know, my normal bullshit caught up on Drag Race. We watched a little Shit's Creek. We're on the last season of Breaking Bad, and I'm not going to lie. It's kind of wild, but I'm getting through it. But the one thing that I did watch this week was uh, Coming to America 2. Oh, I want to see it. Yeah. And it's enjoyable. I enjoyed myself. I had a good time. There were some moments. There, Okay. The reason I say that I enjoyed it was there were some clever callbacks to the first movie that I didn't see coming. And I was like, oh, I love that. I love that for this movie. It's great. And yeah, it made made me laugh. 
I feel like that's pretty much all it had going for it was callbacks and cameos. Kind of Yeah, because it was PG thirteen, not rated R. And because of that, it really in my opinion, it really hurt the movie. Was that directed well, by uh Eddie Murphy? No, that it was no. I forget the director's name, but he did My Name is Dolomite on Netflix, which I I love that movie. Oh yeah. But yeah. this yeah, this one I think was in the oven a little too long. It's not bad, but it's not great. It's like, oh okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know those those rehash sequels are usually like that. It's kind of yeah. you should kind of expect it, you know. But the nostalgia and and uh, the stuff that works in there actually really works. But the yeah. stuff that really doesn't work, holy shit! I think what one of the problems they fall into is they lean too much on nostalgia and instead of just recreating a a, a good movie. That's kind of what I mean. It's like callbacks and cameos. Like, there's a lot of performance. There's a lot of musical numbers by famous artists who just, like, are in the movie, you know? Like, Rick Ross is in the movie, not just as a cameo, but they used his house to mm -hmm. shoot the palace in Zamumba. Zamumba. Mm -hmm. The Zamumba Palace is just Rick Ross's place. So, mm -hmm. that's fun that fact. Zamunda. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, like yeah, it was like entertaining, like you know, as a, in a variety show kind of way, but not in a comedy kind of. Yeah, it needed to be more risky. I, I hate to say it. it, just needed to be a lot more risky, and it, it you know, but but like I told my buddy, <clears throat> I mean, cut anybody off. It was made for today's cancel culture, and you can tell. I think, in my opinion, compared to the first one, watch the first one, then watch that one. You'll see what I'm talking about when I say I think that. that. Cancel culture was worse back then with like the Christians canceling everything. Like I'm sure they got a bunch of letters over the the the, the titties. You know, I mean, it was probably it was probably less racist against Africans. I don't think that was a bad thing against it in any way, though. I do think that like. They tried to make it too kid friendly, but I don't think cancel culture actually like has gotten any worse at all at any point in time. Like I think it's always existed to the same degree. Yeah, it just came in different forms that yeah. are now like, oh, that's you know, that was normal back then when it was like, oh no. I'm sure plenty of people were looking at Mozart, like, look at this piece of shit wasting his life making music. Like that's not a real job. Like they were all talking shit about, you know, great well, and people. Nowadays, and now that nowadays people have uh, social media. So when they do feel that little racist itch in their body to go like on a rant on Instagram about the, the Jewish people, you know. Like, like, uh, it gets published, you know, versus back yeah. then, like, it didn't get, it didn't go instantly, like, you had people to kind of filter that out so you could protect your reputation a little bit, and now there's just a direct sort of, like, line to the public, so people who have, who are racist, you know, and, or bigoted in other ways, are, like, exposing themselves a lot faster. Um, that stuff, yeah. Oh, Yeah. And I'm speaking about the Star Wars lady. It's like, yeah, oh, you, go about, a, oh, her. Rant on, <laughs> you go on a rant on Instagram about the Jews. You're going to like, I don't know what you're expecting, you know. Who else did that, though? Uh, wasn't there like a rapper who uh, went on a an anti-Semitic rant? Oh, I'm not sure about that. I know that I saw today somewhere that Takashi 69 went on like a homophobic rant and you know little Nas X just completely shut him down and was like okay mm -hmm. <laughs> period on that you're not getting away with that anymore yeah. well the the thing about woke culture is that it's I mean it, we're calling it woke culture you know and and it's it's this big comprehensive thing that represents like there's a lot of groups that are represented but they don't necessarily like it doesn't cross over in every back down into every culture you know what i'm saying like if, if woke culture wants to represent no but you know what i'm saying like okay if it's if it's countering racism right is it but then so we're accepting of various cultures and then within the rap community it's very homophobic you know and then so it the crossovers like don't add up and you don't always get this comprehensive result that's perfect is is my point. right i would say and anywhere I, there's high masculinity type stuff that that's that's going to be like commonplace well and yeah. and that's and that's why right rap, rap culture is homophobic <laughs> and misogynistic and it's not i wouldn't call it high masculinity so much as uh talk i don't consider that 
machismo. Would that be the word? Machismo? I, no, I consider that toxic masculinity and frailty. I, I consider that male machismo energy. Yeah, machismo. There you go. <laughs> That's because the word. They, I'm they, for. They, well, I don't see that as machismo. I don't at all. No? I think that, no, I think that's fragile. I think well, that if you, I think if you're being homophobic or misogynistic, it's because you're trying to sexually differentiate yourself and trying to like, like you're compens you're overcompensating at that point. Security, if you have, if you're securing yourself, you don't need to be misogynistic or homophobic, you know, mm -hmm. like that always speaks to deeply fragile people. And I see that myself because I hang out in a scene full of a lot of like people who don't consider themselves feminine by any means, people who are very masculine, you know, people who are like ex gangsters and stuff like that, or currently gangsters, they fucking treat people with respect. They're not homophobic. It's just the insecure ones who fucking have to depend on that. That might and come down to like semantics with what uh, machismo means to people because it does come from like a sense of patriarchy. And, well, so and religion, you gotta you gotta also hold the account that a lot of religion is uh, very. Uh... Damn, Stina, why you gotta watch such controversial shit, man? <laughs> just watching Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy. See what you lit up. Me this Michael Blackson's Michael Blackson on that was hilarious. Oh my god. Oh my god, there was there was so many good like there were so many good people and there were so many good moments like. I'm sorry, Wesley Snipes was. <laughs> oh, he was great. <laughs> he was, was so fucking great. When I saw him, the first like couple scenes, I was like, mm hmm, it's the general for me. It's the well, general for me. I loved him. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> not, that there's a, not that I'm too worried about spoiler alerts, but. Oh, there's not going to be any spoiler alerts. And I was You're kidding about that. Like, I don't care. I'm down for the debate. We can go crazy if you guys well, want to just, just do that. Just to bring it back home. So one thing, I, like my point is just, I don't like to conflate masculinity with masculinity. So I don't, because like that's something that conservative says, oh, like the left is trying to end masculinity. And it's like, no, just douchebaggery is really what we're yeah, trying totally. to end. Yeah. Um, so that's Not point number one. Mm -hmm. um, point number two was just on your point, like, yeah, the, um, uh, in fact, I would say even, yeah, like rap culture is homophobic. Therefore, being a black gay person is harder than being a white gay person, for example. Yeah. And so you're basically summing, summing up like the result of what you're explaining is intersectionalism, right? And the understanding that the more different marginalized labels you have, the more targets you have on your back. So when you're a a woman and a, like a, a person of color that's more difficult than you know being just uh basically what i'm saying is yeah like everyone looks down at each other right like the gay community is racist too you know queer people by and large white queer people um are often like those liberal kind of people where it's like very vocally anti-racist but then you know they're kind of a lot like enable a lot of systemic problems that then mm -hmm. keep queer black people away from the central queer community you know and kind of help to segregate black people away so that queer people are not like uh you know combined like they're not it's not every single queer person gets along it's like they're still segregated along racial lines as much as uh yeah human beings <clears throat> all all have hate <laughs> well it, it boils down to hum, human beings being tribalistic that's yeah. not our yeah. mo to be inclusive so to rise above it is right you know, that's just all getting over beings. evolution which evolution's good you should evolve or you should all evolve. human beings have oh, yeah. hate not all human beings have power and that's where the difference comes with racism and why you say you can't be racist against a white person in a white society. You can go to China and be racist against a white person, you know. Chinese um, hate Chinese. So, yeah, that's <laughs> that's like uh, growing up uh, part Japanese. A lot of my Japanese friends, uh, uh, some of the people they hated the most were Japanese. But anyways... <clears throat> Sorry for the now explosive that, topic. Now that we've done that. Part, Horror right. movies. Yes, let's go that path. Uh, Keith, <laughs> what have you been watching? 
I'll jump on this grenade. Uh, no, okay. So I've been watching. Um, <laughs> fuck, I was trying to think of like a really like racially charged movie <laughs> to like say I was, and they go right back into the fucking conversation. <laughs> I couldn't think of one. Uh, no, I've been okay. So I've been watching. Okay, here's what I I did another podcast and I watched Mannequin Two. Ooh, classic. Which was yeah, uh, Kevin Heisinger's uh, the, oh, the mid, Midnight Movie Night. So if you guys like our fandom movie podcast like ours, check out his. Uh, it's pretty fun. Trashy 80, 80s and 90s movies. Really trash. Uh, Amazing. Honestly, Mannequin 2, I liked it. It was fun. It was like an 80s romp. There were problems with it. You know, I'm not going to get too into details with it, but um, it, was, it wasn't bad. And Meshach, is it Meshach Taylor? Uh, stole the show as Hollywood. Oh, my God. So good. <laughs> miss, miss you dude <laughs> he's dead just so you know i don't know if it's it could be anywhere you know um i don't know if even know which way you point to, uh purgatory okay moving along so um the other things that i've been watching is i watch a lot of adult swim i like to uh you know eat some edibles and watch the goofiest shit on earth so i watch like this show called off the air and it's yes. of, like visual uh, artist kind of nonsense and mm-hmm. weird skits. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's just psychotic. And uh, an old standby that I, I they they've been playing it a lot on Adult Swim, but the the Eric Andre show. Oh, if you like chaos, <laughs> if you like chaos. Love you know, Eric Andre. Oh my god. That Watch man that is just show. pure chaos. <laughs> yeah. Pure I chaos. I forget the name of the rapper, but I love when he gets the rapper. Oh, Hannibal? Off. Yeah. Well, no, no, not, not Hannibal. Oh, they do rappers. Yeah, they had team. a rapper come on and he has his dick come through the desk. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> Oh my god! I I I haven't seen enough Eric Andre, but the Eric Andre <sighs> show that I have seen. His movie's finally coming out too. <sighs> They're finally because it was supposed yeah. to come out last year during the pandemic or pre-pandemic. And it didn't, it didn't, or almost, yeah, it didn't come out. But now it's, I, I don't know if it's Netflix or Amazon Prime. I forget. Maybe it's Amazon Prime. But I, I, I'm, I'm fucking stoked for his movie, man. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just watch bullshit at night. You, you guys know me. Uh, it's, there's never really a lot of sense to it. I spend most of my time trying to write and work on. You like Metalocalypse, uh, Keith? It's okay. I do like oh. it. And I like the character, brilliant characters. And, um good writing in that but i i haven't really watched a lot of it yeah all of metal it's good anyway back to you heather um i'm just gonna skip myself because i've just been playing video games and i've had some movies on in the background but i've just been playing asphalt nine um what kind of game is that it's a racing game and it's free on the nintendo switch and i'm absolutely addicted to it sweet that's dope that's dope i'm not sleeping i'm not getting work done (laughs) i'm just racing all I this see, is actually a call for help. I close my <laughs> eyes and I see the little nitro bar in my head. As I, <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't like waste. I, you're talking to a guy who wasted a lot of life hours on video games, but I always found it hard on something like a racing game or something because there's no like campaign. There's no goal. You know, it's just like if it's round after round after round after round. Well, there is kind of a camp. There is a goal to like keep expanding. Like there's a whole progression. But for me, that's not the point. To me, I'm the opposite where it's like I need to see myself improving at a skill mm-hmm. and getting better at something. If I want like a story, I can watch a movie, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so I don't I don't do it for the content. I do it for the challenge. Really. Mm-hmm. I'm the, the same way. I'm the same way. Like if I'd rather play like racing games or like the Sims, like just things I can have fun with. If it's like something like, um, you know, let's say Resident Evil, I'd rather sit Ooh. and watch someone play and go through the story that way. But I have no desire to play like RPGs myself. You know? You're going to play Resident Evil 8, Stina, when it comes out in May? Uh, no, but I'll probably watch someone's Twitch stream so I can watch somebody else I'll play. Be, it. I'll be streaming. It. I'll be streaming it. I used to. Joking. So you guys know, I there used to go. have a, a Game Boy, and I would and I would uh, play it on the train on the way to work, and I would do that as a test to see if I was too hungover to be good at work. Like if I was just eating shit on Tetris, 
I knew like I had no chance at work. You know, I better call. The brain is not going to be there. (laughs) It's a good cognitive test. I like that. That's funny. So, uh, what are we going to segue today? Segway. Okay. I don't own one. It worked if you shout it. Yeah. <laughs> so today's movie, which I did watch this morning. Um, and yes. I, Welcome I, to the morning club. It's so much better. Fell asleep <laughs> to it. Put it back on um, to finish it. Uh, anyways, Waxwork is a great movie. Don't don't take my word. But I fall asleep to everything. So anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm narcoleptic. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, sometimes I feel like I have movie narcolepsy. <laughs> sometimes people, people will put movies on just to put me to sleep so that they don't have to listen to me talk anymore. It's just like, anyways, so Waxwork, what did you guys think of this? I'll let you talk. I, um, <laughs> I'm just uh, quickly reviewing my notes for a compliment to start with. Uh, uh, he's oh, got like nice. he's got one one compliment and like twenty complaints. <laughs> <laughs> While you're skimming your notes, um, I had a good time. This was oh, fun. No I subtitles. had a lot of fun. There were no subtitles. No, there were it was no all subtitles. in English, and so I didn't have to look off screen. That was the compliment. What a compliment! Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know, like, but, you, <laughs> but y'all know me, like, I love campy i love good campy movies and this is a fun campy movie there was gore in it there was some fun kill scenes and i was like "Ooh, like jesus i liked like all the different genres that they hit the monsters were fun there was some funny one-liners no boobs, but I mean, hey, you can't win them all, right? Stina, Stina, you hit the nail on the head. You like subconsciously gaslit this movie. You're like, I love good campy movies. This was a fun campy movie. <laughs> exactly what yeah. this is. I'm gonna call an eight. Uh, you know, I'm gonna call. He it hates camping. A campy movie. He, he hates gonna, camping. He don't own a tent. Yeah. I mean, that's just my mo. I love, I love B movies, and this is for sure a B movie. This is solid B territory. Solid B. Okay, on a scale yeah. of A to B, this is definitely a B movie. Um, okay, first question. Can I just ask a question? Okay, absolutely. I, I looked it up. It's apparently was uh, was made in. It was released in '88, right? Three months before I was born. Not 1981. Was this was not made in 1981, right? Because no. I was watching this film and I'm like, what the fuck? The acting, the the even the wardrobe, like the 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 film quality, it all looked like just turn of like the 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 decade from 70s to 80s. It was really trashy. For 88, I was like, I was what's I I was speechless. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was a period piece. It was a parody of an. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> We're retro well, in the 80s. Well, that's yeah. how I looked at it. I was like, this is part of the campiness, y'all. It's never up to date. Like, if you watch a bad, like, campy movie, you will always, they will never be like now. They're so, always like a decade behind with flip phones. <laughs> and like, you're like, where did you get that razor? Like, oh my God. <laughs> I, have another, I have another question. Is, okay. part of, is part of the campiness the reason that you could see all of the wax figures like moving because they were like the worst, like, <laughs> hey, we're they could not stand, they could oh not stand still. That would have been me. I would have been like moving the, my the eyes. Silver, the silver guy in the street corner does that better. Why can't they get that guy? It's supposed to be creepy. <laughs> Are, they they creepy? <laughs> Are they alive? And I, I wrote down, okay, there's one, I wrote down for Heather, there's one little target area with the short exploitation with, of course, they have the- I'm just glad they gave the guy work. Okay? Yeah, it's good to have work, but it's like, hey, we're creepy. Look, somebody's really short here. You know, I was they like- They had a tall right. guy and a short guy, and those were the only two white dudes I could- And the way he dies movie. is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> little shop of horrors. Spoiler alert. <laughs> 
was the best I did. Oh, like that's that. what I mean. It was like, a, yeah, it was like a parody of early 80s horror movies, like Little Shop of Horrors, right? I will not give the credit of self-awareness to this movie that this was a parody in any way or an homage or a callback or any of that. I don't think they were going for that at all. I will not give them that credit. Whether they were going for it or not, it still happened. I, I think if anything, I think they were thinking maybe like, this will be as good as those movies. We'll be better, you know, like. Oh, no. I think they were delusional. Absolutely. I don't I don't think they were delusional at all because there were just so many. I don't think so. Yeah. I will say I disagree. I think they were making fun of themselves just a tad, but then kind of trying to make it like, ooh, let's the add our own little cool spin. The way every single thing was delivered felt way too self-aware, you know? And it's like the dialogue itself is so off the wall. <laughs> there were like some the, weird lines. I, like the scene at the was, table with the mom. I can't Can I have some coffee? Okay. That was that was fun. That that's that actually that draw drew me in. I was like, okay, maybe this movie's funny and, and it's gonna be fun and goofy and there's gonna be good gags, but it was like Poorly acted out. It was the cinematography was dog shit in this. In this, it's just all the fucking a camera angles were just the worst, the choppy, awful, uh, jarring. I didn't know what was going on. I got like a little confused and I, I, I was a little seasick. I'm still a little hungry. Like I'm sleepy. Like all these <laughs> things cause that. And I, I like, so I was on board, but then it just, it didn't continue. And the acting I felt like was really bad. I just saw incompetence the whole time in everything. The acting felt deliberately bad. Like that's one area where I was like, this can't be on purpose, you know, or this, this can't, like they, they're, 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 they're definitely not trying to be good actors right now. They can't be. That was, you know, <laughs> Keith was like, is that the same person in Gremlins? I, here's Don't the thing. Think. Yeah. What you're saying is that these guys... Uh, the writers director and the actors were all too meta for me like and i i'm like that's a big ask i don't know like this is i think it was just plain bad what's more likely that they're all incompetent and this is a horrible 80s movie or that i think you know, it's both they're way too meta and i don't get it well okay the writer and director anthony hickox anthony hickox wrote the screenplay in three days Okay. So, that tracks. That tracks. On cocaine, definitely. Yeah. That tracks. On cocaine. Definitely. <laughs> oh. Absolutely. Okay, since we're on the topic of questions, I have a question. Okay. Why, why were the 80s so good at werewolf transformations? Why? Because when that dude started to transform, I was like, for as like campy and like eh, as this movie is, that mm -hmm. transformation was just, I couldn't have asked for anything more. Like, no CGI. I didn't want it. And they had it one of the... Just the yeah. evolution of prosthetics and just, like, grossness. And I was like, this is great. Why yeah. are y'all... Why did y'all nail this on the head? And that's one of the bigger actors in the film, actually. He played one of Indiana Jones' best friends uh, in mm. the film, Indiana Jones. Uh, I think it's, what is it, Jonathan Rhys Davies or something like that? Yeah, he was in Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings also, he played Gimli. And then he's also in one of the more popular sci-fi shows that was on, what, Channel 11 in L.A. Mm -hmm. called Sliders. Um, and he was great in this. But to answer your question, you, you, you answered it with the follow-up question, which is they were better in the 80s. In the 90s, they started using CGI. So if you watch Necessity. American Werewolf in London, which is a 70s movie, versus American Werewolf in Paris, which is a 90s movie. Yeah. Like the in, best compared with the worst, yeah. As far as transformations go, you know, Ex like I think, like I think that's exactly what it is because oh my god, like that scene was so like it made me laugh more than any other scene was the interaction between him and the dude, like the kid and the guy who was transforming, and then he got bit and he was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then he started to transform, and I was like. This is the quality shit that I'm looking for. <laughs> and I was so happy. I was instantly like, there's a star. 
right there based on that alone that was a star you know i mean i won't i won't say it's uh richard donner's original the omen you know i love that's one of my favorite horror movies of all time um definitely a classic uh i i enjoyed the film uh it has its qualities <laughs> i felt like it was directed by tommy was so that's that's the vibe i was getting from the whole thing <laughs> Almost, maybe. I, I I swear to God, I think there was a scene where somebody was like, "Oh, hi, Mark." Like it was that so right on point. I'm like, what? <laughs> but you know, and some of the gore was pretty good. But you know, the the one thing uh, that uh, you know, he, what he wrote in three days. If that was the case, can, you know, could they afford uh, a Rick Baker? Could they afford a Tom Savini? Most likely not. <laughs> you know, you know I, uh, I think they did the best with what they had in the time that they had. I see where uh, you're going with this, Stefan. And respectfully, <laughs> I have to say, like, I think all, <laughs> all these all the flaws that I was seeing are in are in like for, for starters, the writing like it just I never understood what was happening because the the it never the it never really visually explained things through and, and made in a way that was that made sense that I was like, oh, I get it. I identify with this character because they're doing something. They're in a world, they're caught in a world. I understand I would do the same thing or they're following logic or some sort of mentality that I can relate to. That never happened. Immediately, the first dude in was like, hello, yeah. who's he yelling at? In the sky? Like I would be freaked the fuck out and I would maybe well, run that's... back exactly the opposite way I came. Well, and then like, well, that's the thing. Again? Oh, wait, I quit drinking. And then he's yeah. like, oh, he hypnotized. It was so ridiculous. Like, and that's where it lost me, really, was his reaction yeah. to it. I was like, I can't. I can't with this. Like, and then the girl with the vampire, she just sits, she just like, okay, she's in a wax museum, gets transported into a vampire's castle, sits down and starts eating raw bloody meat. Just like, ah, well, you know what, since I'm here, I, I'm looking for a way out. But while I'm here, you know, when in Rome, fuck it. She Would you like some more blood gravy? Yeah, she was like, I'd I haven't had steak tartare in a while. <laughs> I'd love some blood gravy. You know, I've been looking, I've been asking for a night out. You know, so this is good. You guys are so nice. <laughs> that was one of the hiccups I had for me because in that scene, of course, this would be my hiccup. Car like carnivorous vampires, like they didn't just drink blood; they just like they they ate the meat too. And I was like, "What's happening here?" Like that that threw me for a loop. I was like, "Are they? Is that supposed to be Dracula?" Like I wasn't sure until the dude tried to bite her neck, and I was like, "Oh, okay, they are vampires. They're not like weird cannibal." royalty i don't know yeah but there, there, there were, were some yeah there were some cool scenes i like when the cop uh goes behind the rope to get part of the uh china's face mm -hmm. as she's depicted in the waxwork you can see that he's taking it all off thinking it's just wax and you can tell it clearly looks like obviously something more than except wax. he's sneaking around and he takes he cuts the most obvious part of like the exposed instead of like turning it over, taking a sample from underneath where no one's going to catch him. Like, you know what I mean? Just like logic flaws in writing that are just write the other thing. It's so he easy. needed more Coke. Thing. I know what it was. It needed and, more Coke, Keith. And that cop scene, <laughs> like that dude, that cop scene was like a, the 80s, the tropiest 80s like cop scene. I thought he's going to have like, he had one more day to retirement. I was waiting for that line to come out. Did you not love that? I was just giggly <laughs> everywhere. I was like, "This is fucking great." His partner like, too. I'm literally, I was literally waiting him for him to just slam his hands on the desk and go, "Bring me Spider Man!" Like it was just like that energy, and I was like, "I love this Jameson. character." You know what it felt like? It felt like a friend of mine, like a roommate or something, was in just started acting class, and he's like. Hey, I got I got to watch all these movies tonight. You want to sit here and watch them with me? And I was just watching like real after real of a horrible acting class. That's what I felt like I was watching. Um, okay. And was I the only person that had to look up who uh, the Marquise de Sade or Sade was? Marquis de Sade? No, I know Marquis who Marquis de Sade. Yeah, I had I no idea. I was like, who the fuck? I was like, who the fuck is this Dorian Gray dude? Pain is love. Love is pain. 
Yeah, and then I was like, oh, no, it's 50 Shades of Grey. Okay. And then I looked it up, and I was like, holy shit, this is a real person. Like, I was expecting, like, another, like, some horror trope that it just, I guess, didn't make it to my brain. But no, I was like, that was like a weird throw in there. Like, Mm -hmm. you weren't going to go with the Invisible Man or, I don't know, something like a Jack the Ripper or something. Like, that guy's the most evil soul. There was one... It, I don't know if it's the same scene you're talking about, Christina, but with that whole thing, there was one thing that's, that felt like a callback to me, but I don't know if they meant it, but the the girl who was in the chains and she yeah. was getting whipped and she yeah, liked that's it. that's the Mar- <clears throat> Marquis de Sade, yeah. And her wrist is this big and the, the chain, the, <laughs> the shackles this big. And she's like, oh, I can't get out. And I, like, do you remember the golden child when, when the girl was uh, wrapped up in toilet paper and he had that dream and he's like, this is toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I love Golden Child. I don't oh think they meant God. it again. Like, I think that this is you're you're saying that all of the incompetence I saw is really self awareness, and I really don't believe. No, okay, it. not all of it. I think there that was Heather? some. I think it was both. I think that they were trying to make a B movie. They were doing the worst thing you can, which is trying to be campy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, that's impossible because that's how you just make a terrible movie, like you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what it was to me. Like, but when you say that they wrote the screenplay in three days, it starts to make more sense why there's a soft core <laughs> in the movie, you know, like there's no titties, but there's soft core BDSM and talking about bringing a woman to orgasm by whipping her nearly to death. Right. So that's some those are some hardcore concepts for a kid, but God forbid that they see some titties you know where yeah and what life comes from anyway i mean you're gonna tell me that this woman is on the brink of death from being whipped but her back is just clean it's just a few little boop 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 like they can't can't afford it like i don't know i don't know what type of whipping you're doing but it's obviously not getting the job done like i I don't know what kind I don't know what kind of pleasure you think you're getting out of her, but I don't, I don't think she's on the brink of death. Yeah. yeah they needed less cocaine writing the screenplay. More <laughs> cocaine. More, <laughs> more tab. They needed more tab, not, not cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> they needed, they needed weight. They needed different. They needed Molly, really. They needed some <laughs> solid MDMA so they could be like, maybe they needed I'm Adderall. They needed to get fucked up. No, they needed to reflect and like get in touch with their emotions a little bit and get in touch with their feminine side so they could realize like I'm writing something way too fucked up and I need to scale it down and like rethink these characters and make actual characters. You know, Jack the, Jack the Ripper was in the movie. I didn't mind the sexual overtones like that's it didn't. But, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying if it's like misogynistic, uh, but that almost knocked on the door of having some sort of like interesting subtext, but it didn't, I mean, it didn't nearly get the job done for sure. No, no. They scratched the surface of an intelligent conversation gateway and they were like, no, 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 no. We're going to, we're going to cover this back up. Don't go there. No, no, no. We don't have enough time. Like that's the thing is who knows what the original script looked like written in three days I bet worse, the worse than you're thinking i'm sure <laughs> way worse i wrote the ulysses of horror movies and they had to scale it down you know I, like they probably went into that <laughs> yeah oh another fun fact that i read this i love this another fun fact is uh the night of the living dead scene was filmed in one night at Griffith Park. They only had one night to shoot that whole thing, that whole scene. Oh, with the one Mark in black and, and white. Yeah. yeah, the one with Mark. Believable. And, uh, That's surprising as hell to me. I'm surprised that it took longer than an hour. I think they just meant to call back to these other movies and like sort of like uh, feed off of their popularity. I think that, hey, remember remember Zombies from Night of the Living Dead? We, we got that. You know, remember Vampires? We got that. Remember Werewolves? We got that. Yeah, it's and ready for it. but in 88. And uh, by the way, can I just say, I haven't even gotten to the two worst things, like my my two most hated parts of this movie. First oh, of all, the revelation that, oh, if you just believe, you know, if you don't like believe in oh. it, oh my God, I wanted to stab my own ear with a pencil when that happened. I w- This is like worse than the whole Matrix thing. Like, oh, if you die in your dreams, you die in real life. You get it? Like, no, that doesn't make any medical fucking sense. 
But apparently, if you just say like, no, I don't believe in you, then all the all of it goes away. Uh, and then the fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon bar fight at the end. Oh my God, that, I, fuck, that's when I was like, I wish <laughs> I could get my toe into the fucking shotgun trigger. You know, <laughs> I was just like, I am out, guys. I was not. I I was not mad at the the kind of like scene at the end where everybody it was, was Benny playing. Hill. It was fucking Benny yes, Hill. it was. But I was okay with it. You needed a little bit of chaos, and he, you needed. Okay, tell me what other way you could have like exploited all of there was 18 different exhibits in that end scene there were 18 and they said it before that there were 18 different spirits that you had to sacrifice to and then the end of the world comes so they had to fit 18 different monsters and characters plus the other characters that were in there in a final boss scene like how else were you gonna do it aside from benny hill style hey, you know i can't i can't i can't get you out of a painted corner like don't, don't like I'll, I'll i'll if you if you call me the morning when you start painting i'll help you fucking figure out a plan we'll get it done right but i'm not <laughs> don't call me at fucking 3 p.m be like i'm stuck I'm sorry. I, like, I, yeah, you're right. Like, it was a cartoon <laughs> like the whole time. Do? So, what are you gonna do? You know, and it uh -huh. just didn't go there. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, so, um, Stina, what do you give the movie? Um, all right. I'll start off because I know this is probably going to be the highest rating of the day. Um, I'm going to give this a solid three and a half stars. Three and a half. I told you. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. She's going to drop dead right now. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the wild Cobra. card. I'm the wild card, baby. No, I, I genuinely enjoyed the campiness of it. And I'm telling you, just for that werewolf transformation it got that extra little boost mm -hmm. and like without if it were if that were shit easily it would have been a two and a half star just a little bit under par but because of that like yes this is the 80s this is 88 this is what i want to see you hit me you hit me right where i wanted to be hit so three and a half okay Stefan, what about you, what do you, what do you i was gonna give it two stars but they had a man in a wheelchair get his head ripped off by a werewolf i give it three stars okay. um what do you what do you give the movie okay i i don't want to be the the fucking giant troll on this and make everyone hate me but uh i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a half star for the uh gore for you know like when she sat down and ate that meat for as stupid as that scene was it looked like real raw meat in fake you know in real blood and it was like believable a lot of the gore and stuff like was acceptable if not good or a great effort so i'll give him a half star for that and i'm gonna give it a half star for being a job creator there's a lot of fucking dumb roles in this movie <laughs> like they gave they gave a lot of people work and the the short guy from was it was it the guy from fantasy island yeah no was that it? was not him no, it's, no. It's a different... i recognized him from that was something. not herb who was who was he was in something else. anyway i give it a, a one star racist? i give it a one star for uh both those things so okay that's fair mm -hmm. um, i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it probably half a star for practice i knew that was coming <laughs> <laughs> oh, i knew it i might i don't know so the problem is like so many other things that i want to rate it well on like actually there's too many things that, that make it lose points. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like when I think about what was that terrible uh, retro movie we watched that had the really good score, you know? Oh, uh, it starts with an S. That Italian movie? Choice. Talking about Suspiria? Suspiria. Yeah. The, the score in Suspiria was great. The score in this movie combined with everything else, like I couldn't watch it and listen to it at the same time because it was like overload for my, for my brain. And so... I felt like I just there was so many things that made it difficult to watch the movie that yeah I give it I give it half a star for practical effects and okay that's I want to change my rating I'm gonna give it ten stars um you can no do that. 
<laughs> we can't throw off the balance and tension. Also, it's not a horror movie, so I can't give it a <laughs> horror movie. Um, I don't agree with that statement, but okay. <laughs> I've said it before. If you don't, if it doesn't hit you like a horror movie, I think you should be able to say, "I didn't consider this a horror movie." I don't think you can call something a horror movie that ends with like a sword fight scene. Like it feels like the Princess Bride, but with horror tropes. That's not what you can't just have the tropes there and not the actual. My name is Inigo Montoya. Prepare to die. Yeah. yeah. What was? Uh... There was a movie that reminded me of this. Uh, was it Monsters Inc? With that, when the little kids created like a, a a vampire killing group or something. That was from the eighties too. About it was definitely not Monsters Inc. <laughs> no. They did have that scene in Lost. Oh, Boy, you're talking about Monsters. The Monster Squad. The Monster yeah, Squad. Monster Squad. Yeah, Fred yeah. Decker. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, and that was just like a kids' comedy. It was almost like Goonies. It wasn't a horror movie, even though it was based in like horror you know uh lore so that's mm. what i feel like this was akin to does that make sense mm-hmm. yep it sure does oh we jumped right into it so how long were you out there for I lost track of the time. Did you get bit? Oh, I know what you want to say. This planet we're on is so sick of our shit. That's why the dead keep coming back to life. The meek shall inherit the earth. They're mutant. I'm not. What if my baby isn't either? This is the one with the Native Americans. I know what you want to say. Run! I heard that you could cure bites here. Ain't nobody immune here but us. One of them could come in here and infect this entire camp. Behind you. You wanna live? says we're immune. Adukja looks at humble. Awenda sui lexico. Yeah, it's basically the Native Americans are immune to the uh, zombie apocalypse, essentially. Okay. That seems interesting. Blood quantum. Uh, I can't. Any of these on Tubi? <laughs> um, I don't know. I hope they're at least one free. Our house is a fine little house, Jack. Holy shit. Are you allowed terrible. to speak along the way? I was thinking there might be rules. Let me put it this way. Very few make it all the way without uttering a word. But do carry on merrily. Just don't believe you're going to tell me something I haven't heard before. Oh, dang. You're gonna... <laughs> I know it's... Yeah, this is not a free. This one's definitely free. <laughs> Me getting in this car with you, you might as well be a serial killer. Sorry, but you do kind of look like one. Art house horror. Take a look in the van, please, sir. 
I'd be a bad guy if I said no. Some people claim that the atrocities we commit in our fiction are those inner desires which we cannot commit in our controlled civilization. So they are expressed instead through our art. I don't agree. I believe heaven and hell are one and the same. The soul belongs to heaven and the body to hell. I love Lars Van when I think about all the things I've done in my life without in any way resulting in punishment. Damn, this is a long trailer. Yeah, you gotta see this movie, Nymphomaniac, Volume 1 and 2. A fucking amazing movie. I think. Whoa. Yeah, I might have seen them. I don't remember. Yeah, Nymphomaniac's fucking amazing. Would I remember? I think I would remember a movie like that. No, dude, if you saw it, you would definitely remember. It's fucking hilarious. Um, Am I still screen sharing? No. Mm, I can't see anything. No, not right now. But this last one is on Tubi. Which one? This one. Oh, okay. That, that gets my vote. <laughs> That gets my vote. It's on Tubi. I'm voting for that one. <laughs> um, that's my teeth pick. Good picks. Yeah, those were all good. I, um, yeah, I'll vote. Okay, so last week, I was like pressured into voting against my own self-interest. I feel like, or tricked into it by. You would have like trained a Basan way better. Um, <laughs> so this one, I'm gonna go for right for what I think is the most Keith Keith movie out of these movies they all have promise i like them uh by the way house uh, that jack built is on hulu if you guys have that i don't have hulu but i think i'm gonna go with we are the flesh that's my vote we are the flesh Mm -hmm. all right so stefan and keith vote we are the flesh i was gonna go with quantum uh blood quantum blood quantum yeah Mm -hmm. that was i have shutter but that's (laughs) that was in my top three like that one looks good so all right, cool. Yeah, that that was a good one. Um, I haven't seen any of these actually. Um, I want to see all of them. So mm-hmm. that's that's it for us. We made it through another episode without, um, you know, <laughs> uh, we did it. So, anyways, you guys, um, check us out. You know, wherever podcast. I don't know. Uh, how do we you are the flesh next week. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Sick Folks I'm, of Cinema. I'm surprised they haven't like started Potify. You know, like Spotify didn't make like a sub thing for just podcasts. Anyway, I mean, Spotify, I'll let your boy. I got ideas. Spotify. Um, okay, you guys, bye. All right, <laughs> later. So we're Hi. doing we are, we are the Flesh, correct? <laughs>